Prepare yourself for the weird, the gory, and downright nasty things found on VHS. Good luck, scum. Welcome back to episode 141 of the Bad Taste Video Podcast. I am Mike. I am here with Grizz, and we are back in the Peter Jackson multiverse, right? Can you consider this a multiverse? Because I feel like there's a lot of interconnected people and things behind the scenes. Yes, it's 100% Peter Jackson's sick, twisted, beautiful world, and I love everything about it. And this week we watched. Which which one do you want to call it? What should we? Uh, I guess we should probably let's just call it let's 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 go with the dash system. So we'll call it brain dead slash dead alive because I think more people in the world know it as brain dead, and us yeah, it's, dumb Americans it, know it as dead alive. Yeah, I was gonna say it seems like everywhere else this movie was released as fucking brain dead, which is the better name, I think. I love right? that name. True, I think it's way better than Dead Alive. I mean, granted, Dead Alive does work. I mean, it does describe the movie. Well, I love right? it now. Like, I, I've I've grew up with this movie and this name, so like, it's a part of me. If anyone knows me, this is my this is my favorite horror movie. So you're gonna get a lot of love from this side of the microphone today. This movie is very interesting to me, at least, because as a kid, I was terrified of the poster or the VHS cover, whatever whatever you want to say. The artwork for the movie was very scary as a child, but I feel like if I saw the movie, I wouldn't have been as scared. Like, it's seriously a very, 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 like, splat, sticky, as you would say, just like an, a fun movie. It's not terrifying. Like, at no point are you afraid. It's a cartoon right? on acid. I love every fucking minute of it. Yes. This is a live-action cartoon. That's, yeah. what, that's what this is. They go over the top and then, like, over a little more. Right? <laughs> this is, this is like, this is the hard drugs of horror for me. <laughs> this is like, yeah, this is like the heroine of horror, you could say, because it's like, once I saw this movie, all I wanted was more movies that were as good and just like this and I've never fucking gotten one I've never gotten that same fixation the same love and admiration I have for a film as I had when I saw Dead Alive for the first time Burning Moon has come close oddly enough same year yeah did yeah. the same thing for me but I saw it at an older age Dead Alive saw it when I was younger and it, it oh, I've been chasing that dragon ever since of the splat stick universe somebody Please try to outdo this movie. I dare you, and I still... I, I doubt it will ever happen. I'm trying to think of a movie that I've watched that would compete in the gore. Like, just the the overall magnitude, you know, sheer volume of it. And, you know, I... Like, it's... It, it's just... It's just 
maybe like Tokyo Gore, please. See, I was gonna say there's that there's, might be something that's a lot of the foreign stuff. I think dives into that that category. Um, and it's like, and there's gore in this sense where it's like a comical gore. We've covered some things that I think are as equally as gory, but are like when we talk about like uh, Men Behind the Sun, Laboratory of the Devil, movies like that. Uh, those movies are like very gory, but they're like disturbingly gory because it's like based on reality and all this it's, shit. It's hyper realistic. That's yeah. why it's disturbing. This is gory on of like, holy shit, this is. You know, this is over the top. This is it's, it's not realistic, but it's amazing. Every part of it. You're like this. This when you think that it's like going to stop being as gory as it is, it just like turns it up to another level. Yeah. Yeah. There's multiple things that happen to the human body in this movie that will not happen in real life. <laughs> uh, a physical impossibility, I would say. <laughs> and, and like the yeah, there's a lot of impossibilities. <laughs> we'll probably dive into that. Yeah. But dude, yeah, like, you just, can... seriously, like 1992, like what a crazy fucking year. I, I personally, I've, I've said it before and I will say it again. The 90s are the superior decade over the 80s. I'm sorry to all of our older listeners, but... Us fucking 90s kids know what's up. Uh, and 1992 for me is like the pinnacle of, of 90s horror. This is where like everything got great. Army of Darkness uh, came out, which is like easily in my top five as well. Burning Moon, like I said, came out in 1992. Uh, Candyman. These are like some of my like staples of like my horror love. So I, I, I wish, I guess like, I can trying to think of like how old I would have been in, in 92. I was probably still watching like stupid shit, like fucking Fraggle Rock and stuff. But like, <laughs> soon after I, I started getting into horror and man, these were just movies that obviously not Burning Moon, but Candyman, that was one of the first horror movies that I've ever seen. And it stuck with me so much. Reanimator Academy is from 1992. Another oh. movie you and dude. Look, what a, what a year. Isn't like Winter <laughs> Beast. There's like Drill Bit. There's a bunch of like really great SOV underground horror movies from 92 as well. Pet Cemetery 2. Nah. I like that movie. Do you like it? I guess I've never been yeah. like a huge fan of like the whole Pet Cemetery franchise. It's never been something that I was like drawn to. So something that I really like about uh, Pet Cemetery 2 is all those like tracking shots where you see like the forest and like the Indian burial ground where it gives you almost a sense of like where it is. You know what I mean? Where the first one you're getting it kind of more from like him walking, like Lewis walking through the path and into the thing where that one you get a lot of tracking shots like overhead. You know so, what I mean? And it looks really cool and it looks like it's the Northeast. You know what I mean? But it it, does, I, don't, where I does, will agree with that. It does look. Where I don't know if it, it is the Northeast, but it definitely looks like Maine. the Northeast. It's probably Maine. <laughs> oh, if it's Stephen King, yeah, it's that fucking yeah. bullshit town. So, like, talking about Pet Cemetery, I have to ask then: Did you see the newest one they did with the dad from fucking Third Third Rock from the Sun or whatever it was that show that he was in? <laughs> uh, I did see the new Pet Cemetery, the remake. I. Not not really a fan. I don't know. I don't think that was necessary. I don't think you could outdo the original. I think the original was very effective with how everything came across and how, you know, they cast that film. It was very good. Where this one, I feel like they were trying just a little too hard when making it. I don't, you know, I thought it's they had hard some good atmosphere shots. Like, the, uh, you I, know. Yeah. Yeah. There was some good but stuff. It like, flat. it wasn't a. Yeah. It, it was something I would say. Wa- I would say watch it. 
but it was worth a once over. Uh, yeah, yeah. That, there's a lot it, of movies that feel that way about. It. I'm glad I watched it once, but I have no reason to uh, to exactly. go back and revisit it. Now. That's that that is a perfect way to sum that movie up for me. It's a it's a one time watch and probably won't go back to it. But I do think that maybe some people would like it. I'm not gonna say it was trash, but I think some people would enjoy it. So, you know, who am I? <laughs> who am I to say? You know that it's a bad movie, but yeah. Fucking lit Lamborghini horror what, aficionado. Yeah, one and done. <laughs> one and Long done. Island, yeah. baby. <laughs> the guy with the fucking wrestling tapes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so like you said, Dead Alive came out in New Zealand in 1992. Then we got it in 1993. But for some reason, this movie has that like, I don't know. It To me, it looks a lot more recent than the early 90s like it could have been a late 90s movie because it is a, a quote-unquote period piece is that a period piece where it's 1957 you know what i mean like i don't think most people catch that i think that they just like oh it's new zealand this must be how new zealand is in the 90s no. and it's it's a fucking no. it's set in the 50s so like yeah, yeah even that city like most of that is all miniature shots and shit so i like the miniature airplane yeah, it, it's it's supposed to be a fucking 1950s. That's that's why it looks that way. Yeah, yeah. I think I think the movie overall looks good. Like visually, I think like the way it's shot, it looks very like you said, cartoon like, right? Like over the top. Uh, the colors are good. I mean, the way it's shot is just very if you, very. If you told me this came out the same year as like Frighteners, which is another Peter Jackson film, like it it almost has the same you know the same film quality as that yeah, movie does yeah a little jeffrey combs action in that one right michael Love j fox also great that's great a good movie. movie good vhs release right it has the lenticular the, cover yeah like the white yeah i like that just, i haven't watched that in so long dude i have to revisit that movie that was maybe really good. maybe maybe we'll revisit that soon it'll be isn't there like a cowboy ghost that like does some sexy yeah. stuff <laughs> i'm down with that we'll check just that out yeah, yeah, we're we're gonna put that in the uh, in the in the bingo roller or whatever the hell they call that. <laughs> whatever you know, we're that using thing when now. you go, yeah, just fucking cranking the cranking the wheel, <laughs> spinning the wheel, but you guys don't hear it anymore. Uh, so, uh, Dead Alive is known as one of the goriest films, like we said before, right? But do you consider things like you know, like Saving Private Ryan? shit like that like historical oh, yeah. like non-horror like realism like war movies or things like braveheart you know where it's just brutal passion of the christ dude like stuff like that you know it's not a horror movie obviously but do people ever consider those in these like bloodiest movies goriest movies like per gallon like is that ever a you know, you know, I've never thought. really thought about that before. I th I think especially with like war movies, like I can think of some very intense war movies, or even like some of like you know the the sci-fi shit where you have like big battle scenes. I've seen some like seriously like epic battle scenes of like people getting their heads cut off and like you know limbs severed and shit like that. So I guess I never really put that into perspective. I always think like gory movies are, you know, horror, horror. movies. Yeah. Yeah. But you Late get some... 60s samurai fucking movies. Oh, dude. Gory yeah, for sure. <laughs> you know, the, the little squirts from the, uh, the Alfred Hitchcock films are nothing compared to that shit. Holy fuck. 
Your it favorite, literally looks like your you're watching some parts of Dead Alive. To, you just had to shit on Alfred Hitchcock because it's yeah, his yeah. favorite horror yeah. person to shit. A little Hershey squirts coming out of him. <laughs> Fuck him. I love uh, it. I love it. <laughs> but dude, those movies literally look like shit that would be in Dead Alive. The way the blood is like just squirting out, like it's shooting out like a geyser. I think that some of those movies have to be thrown in the ring also. So you even know like I mean? movies like Requiem for a Dream, where it's like there is some pretty gnarly shots in that movie. Like when you see his infected arm and he's like shooting up into his like really gross fucking arm and you actually like see the green fucking like gangrene in his arm spreading and shit. Like that's a really intense and it's like way off par for the movie because they don't show anything that's like that gory and all of a sudden it's like this imagery that's like brutal in front of your face man i i want to like put together a whole list now of like these great scenes even it's not like a full movie but if there's like these really intense gory scenes in movies like bubba's leg or when like bubba's on the beach and his fucking bubba gumps are fucking coming out of his chest and shit like that (laughs) he's about to die like there's even like let's say forrest gump there's like definitely some cool some cool uh gore scenes in that maybe we'll think we'll try to we should do like a like a versus like a head-to-head of like gore sequences i like that horror versus non-horror and see who comes out on top because i think we can come up with some pretty twisted shit so uh why don't we hit the trailer and we'll get a little bit more into your favorite fucking horror movie. Is this your favorite movie or horror movie of all time? No, it's time? my favorite movie. Yeah. I think, like I think it's safe to say. Favorite movie. Peri- like, period. This is yeah. it. This is basketball. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's, let's, let's end it on that. On this picturesque block. In this manicured home, something evil, something terrifying, something horrifying is haunting Lionel. His mother. I thought I told you to spray this house. The place is infested with bourbon. Although she was a little strict. Look at this dust. It's an inch thick. He never wished her any harm. You look after me, Lionel. Until... Your mother's dead, Lionel. Now, whatever Mom's got... Who's your mother? ...has caught on with the neighbors. She's been bitten! You can pray. I kick ass for the Lord! You can plead... And beg for mercy. But nothing you can do will stop. Because how do you kill something that's already dead? Trimark Picture presents a modern masterpiece of horror. Your mother ain't a girl! Dead alive. Party's over. Dead Alive, the Peter Jackson masterpiece before the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Uh, Grizz, I guess I'll do the synopsis this week because I, I apparently practiced it, uh, you know, beforehand. <laughs> you dialed it in. I dialed it in, baby. 
two lovers face an army of the undead after a Sumatran rat monkey bites an unsuspecting victim. Bam. Short, sweet, to the point. Dude, IMDb so first should of be all, fucking hiring you, man. I'm telling you. Dude, somebody give me a job doing this. <laughs> so first of all, Sumatran rat monkey stolen from Skull Island. So Skull Island, as you know. This is Kong, right? So, so this, yeah. so we're led to believe that this this exists in the same universe as King Kong, or is it just yep. a happenstance? No, no, no. This has to be in the Kong universe. King Kong is on Skull Island. Why else would there be a Skull Island? And it's you know they got the natives and all that, similar to Skull Island. And a Sumatran rat monkey is a very strange creature that probably would live. On Skull Island, right? <laughs> I could I could totally see this now. I actually I that's endearing to my heart. I like the fact that because wait, didn't he doesn't fucking yep. doesn't he like direct he, the King Kong movie? Yep, he did the Jack Black one, the one Jack Black. Oh my was god, in. Jack Black. <laughs> so you know imagine like pitching like, oh, I want this guy to do the uh, King Kong movie. Like, oh, want to see something funny? And in the movie he made in 1992, he actually put Skull Island. He's a real fan. And it's true. I think he, he is a fan of the uh, King Kong series, which, I mean, how do you feel about those movies? I like the one from the 70s, like that, where he's in New York City. Yes. I love that the original, uh, uh, you know, the whole, you know, damsel in distress on top of the fucking Empire State Building. Uh, the imagery itself is iconic. I loved the uh, the ride at Universal when it was still there. Hell yeah. Uh, I got my picture with the big fucking monkey pox. I'm a badass like that. <laughs> um, but I don't, I guess I really haven't given all the new ones too much of a chance. I've watched a couple scenes of a few of them when they like, I've seen them on TV and shit here and there a few times. But uh, it doesn't really draw me in. I, I'm not a big fan of CGI in anything. So a lot of that takes me out of it. I like Kong in a monkey suit, some dude climbing a miniature. I like that shit. I don't know. It's, it's, <laughs> it's what I love. Uh, I think there's a lot of there's a lot of crappy ones out there, right? Because didn't they like do like multiple crossovers, right, with King Kong? Because, like, I don't like the ones, like, the fucking, the original Godzilla versus King Kong is terrible. Oh, yeah. Like and a, they had, like, uh, what was it, like, King Kong versus Frankenstein or some shit. Yeah. And, like, they were just, yeah. Th those ones were, I don't know. Like I said, the original is, that's good. Let's keep that. That's that's where it should be. I could watch corny movies, but sometimes it's just too corny for me. And that's yeah. where those go. You know what I mean? It's just too much. But I think that maybe know. maybe it's like a cultural thing that I'm not getting like the 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 difference because I mean they were made in Japan at that time and they were like really popular there all those different characters and stuff but but I love Godzilla movies like true like yeah even like that's uh, I don't know show air man weird <laughs> shit came out of it but the Sumatran rat monkey what do you think about this being the the cause of <laughs> I guess you'd call it like a virus right or it's a curse or a virus. They don't really say, right? It seems like it's a curse almost. But well, yeah, there's like elements because there's elements of like, you know, uh, you know, I guess occultic elements, occultish elements in this whole like thing that's going on with like this love interest's grandmother who reads tarot cards and shit like that. Yep. The so necklace, there's definitely something like, going on with that. 
but I, I do like the fact that the monkey is the cause of it. The monkey itself is a fucking abomination. All right, because we get the we get this expo- explanation that the monkey was created when rats from a slave ship, uh, let's just say, had their way with the poor little tree monkeys of the island of Skull Island, thus creating the bastard children that are the uh, the what are they the Samaritans the Sumatran, Sumatran rat monkey <laughs> rat monkeys what that a, what a whole great sequence- history. That whole sequence of them trying to steal the monkey in the cage, well, in the wooden crate, whatever oh the God, hell you want to yeah. say, that whole opening sequence is so good. Draws right? you in, like, right? Yeah, immediately. And you could tell it's going to be like a funny movie, you know, by the shit that's happening while they're trying to escape this tribe with this crate. And that's when you first kind of get a glimpse that this movie is going to be a brutal movie. Right, the guy gets bit on the hand, and they end up cutting his fucking hand off. His local guides are like, you know, what? Oh, they say something. I can't remember the fucking word now, but they're basically like implying that like he's been bitten, he's gonna fucking go crazy and shit. The bite, the bite, yeah, yeah the bite, yeah. yeah, that's what it is. And then they fucking cut his hands off, and then they fucking they, they notice a scratch on his head, and they're like, oh, he's got the fucking you know the shit. <laughs> All you get is that huge chop of his like head, and it cuts to the uh, the the opening you know credit scene and. That's just a great fucking transition for me. That gets me so pumped for this movie every time I watch it. I love when you see the guides delivering the crate and they get the money. And like he he has the money, he makes a face like at the other two dudes that are waiting for him. Like it's so funny to me. It's just like, hell yeah. <laughs> That's the thing about this movie in general is that there's just, man, Peter Jackson doesn't, doesn't, for, doesn't forget a thing. Every little detail all these like stupid little scenes that like you normally wouldn't get in a movie he puts in there and i just i love him for it his like early stuff like i guess you would say like bad taste meet the feebles and and dead alive uh they all have this same aesthetic to them they have this because this looks very similar to me as bad taste does maybe not you know meet the feebles because it's fucking puppets but like those two movies in particular have a very similar aesthetic to them the way they look the camera work and it's so specific to early Peter Jackson. Yeah, I agree. You could definitely tell that it's a Peter Jackson movie. And another reason too is like he the way he casts roles is very very particular like at this time they, yeah. they you could tell it's a Peter Jackson movie just by the people that are in it. He's a fucking right? genius the way that casting. the way that they're dressed, the way that like they act you know, the, the glasses they wear, the hats they wear, the things they do. It's very like slapstick comedy, very goofy at points, over the top, like, uh, oh, this guy is just supposed to be some like jock idiot. You know what I mean? And all he does is talk about rugby, right? The whole oh, time yeah. they just have him talking about rugby. Give me your two favorite casting choices in this movie or your two favorite characters that you think he nailed in this movie. I think the two that he 100%, well, actually, you know what? First of all, I'm going to say that Lionel and his mom are casted perfectly. She plays that character great. And for an older woman to play the character like that, it's great. You know what I mean? Like she nails the transition between being like overbearing, obnoxious into decrepit and dying. Oh, yeah. Perfectly. Lionel is like the same as in you ever see Cemetery Man? 
Oh yeah, that's uh, yeah, isn't that like a is that a French movie? Mike, no, no, no. Ta- uh, Michael Suave from the dude from. Oh, Demons. he kind of looks I like mean, fucking Lionel in this movie. That's actually Rupert Everett that plays uh, like the main character. I have no uh, idea who the, that is. Rupert Everett, dude, the, vo- the voice of uh, Prince Charming from Shrek Two. That's oh, him. My God, he's a, yeah, like fucking like he's in all these movies though. Like my best friend, uh, my best friend's wedding. Like he was in Inspector Gadget. Oh like, no all shit! These, okay, yeah, all these movies that like from our childhood, I guess, and then you know some. I guess more recent stuff, maybe. But I would say my other two favorite, uh, Father Magruder, I think was great. The priest. Yeah. And even as a zombie, he's great. And I also like the guy that plays Void. That uh, is the, he's one of the biker gang guys. Oh, yeah. Like the main, who turns into into like the anus monster, right? Yes. Yes. He is great. So to me, I feel like that guy has a ton of like pretty much like you know miming act right in this movie he doesn't really talk he just kind of groans for most of it and makes noises and you could like tell what's you know what's going on just he's very good at it i don't know how to explain it i love him in the cemetery when they first like come across uh come across um lino in the in the cemetery digging up his mom He's like, hey, look, mate, we got ourselves a sicko. And he's like, yeah. and they're all like thinking he's about to like to dig up like a corpse and shit like that yeah. to like, you know, have sex with it. I fucking love like that whole gang of like, you know, punks or whatever they're supposed to be. Like, no, they're supposed to be greasers. It's the 50s. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, dude, it's great. I loved it. They beat the shit out of him and then they go to piss on the grave. His mom <laughs> fucking resurrects. That's my mother you're pissing on. <laughs> dude, yeah, there's so yeah. many gra- The mom comes out of the grave and like grabs him by the dick and he's like right. screaming zombie dude, and shit. What's a better coming out of the grave scene? This. Um. Tales from the Hood. Ooh. That's a good one. Uh, what's another good one? Maniac. Uh, what's another good one? In Creep Show. Doesn't he come uh, out of the grave? Is there uh, any- No, he just I think he just gets Yeah. It's- yeah, there is one in Creep Show. The first the first story. I, honestly, all of them, like, this is so fresh for me, so I'm, I, I I have to go with this one just because none of those other ones feature a greaser getting grabbed by the penis and pulled into the ground. So for that alone, I mean, I think this one takes the cake. <laughs> I really like the one in uh, Tales from the Hood, like when the cop gets grabbed. Say, that's and, like, a close second. And it then, really is. And then like the casket like explodes out, right? Like after, that's that. awesome. Uh, I feel like more people should do things like that. That's that's like a very like creepy thing. Anytime you see somebody actually coming out of the ground, it's kind of like unnerving, right? It's a great visual effect, especially for any kind of zombie film. You, it's like something you need to have. You need to have that one moment of like, you know, the the zombie coming out of the grave to, you know, you yeah. know, it's the undead. Then that's like the, the key aspect of it. And if it's done right, the movie's going to fucking rule. If it's lame, it's a total letdown. When I was younger, we used to go to a haunted house. That was really like a haunted walk. It was at like the, I guess it, it might have been the botanical gardens, like, or whatever the hell it is here, like the Arboretum. Um, and they would have, I guess it would, it was a trench, like it was a hole dug and then they would use like a burlap sack or something to look like there was dirt over the hole and there would be a hole and somebody would put their arm or whatever (laughs) through it. Yeah. So it looked like they were coming out of the grave. You know what I mean? And to me, that's such a good idea because that's such, 
dude, that's such a creepy thing to see, right? Like yeah. such an unnatural thing is to see somebody coming out of the grave. Oh, another good coming out of the grave. Kill Bill. I've never seen Kill Bill. Oh man, you! I think you would like it. I think you would like it. As much as everybody talks it up, I think you would actually like the movie. I mean, I'm not against it's, Tarantino's other films. I've, I've, I've watched you know a bunch of his other shit. I'm into you know Django was fucking awesome. I, I love that. Yeah. Uh, so I'd, I'd probably get into it. I just one of those movies where I was like, I think because like I, I'm one of those like asshole losers where if people like things too much, I'm like, well, then I'm not going to fucking watch that. That sounds absolutely yeah. horrible. If it's popular, yeah. it has to be trash. So like, I don't give things a chance that I probably should. And that, that, that probably fell into that category. Yeah. This one is definitely worth a watch. I think you would like it. It's Umo, right? fucking, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, it's, it's brutal. There's a lot of like fighting. Nice. There's a lot of killing. There's a lot of crazy shit in it. So I got to say, like, you know, talking about character to, or the character casting and stuff like that. My two favorites are a little bit, they're, they're not like, you know, I don't know. They're not like, you know, big characters in the movie. One is, I guess my first favorite is Uncle Les. He's fucking oh God. ridiculous. <laughs> Over the top, machismo, fucking asshole, sleazebag. He's everything I want in a dirty old uncle. He's fucking awesome. And the, this dude. like the herpes sores. Yeah, dude. It's so gnarly. He's got the fucking toupee that falls. I love it. And it's played by this dude, Ian Watkin. And he, he's just like the ultimate scumbag. And I think that's a great, great person to have in this film. My other is even a little bit more obscure. Uh, I don't even, I can't even, I don't even know his name, but he's the fucking dude that hooks up Lionel with the tranquilizers. He's like oh, this the German doctor. <laughs> he's like this German immigrant doctor who's he like has a swastika on him. I he think, does right? at the very end. Right. So like but the yeah. whole time, like he thinks like Lionel's like immigration. He's like, I told you people, my papers and all said that shit like that. He's all freaking <laughs> out because he thinks that's immigration. And then he's like, you know, Lionel asked him for sedatives. And he's like, oh, I don't sell sedatives. He's like, but I do have tranquilizers. He's got this huge <laughs> fucking jar of tranquilizers. And as you see him leaving the room, you do, you see the swastika under, he has like a rip in his like, you know, scientist lab coat. And he's got a swastika armband on. Unreal. Uh, dude, he's such a small role in this movie. And it happens so fast fast i laugh like side splittingly fucking hard every time it happens though it's great the character is just fucking nuts it looks Yo. like something that you would see from like i don't even, I don't even know what kind of movie <laughs> yeah, dude, he's like it's just like so beating of sweat these tiny little glasses like bald german scientists exactly what you would think a mad scientist from germany like nazi era, uh, era occupation would look like is what this dude exactly looked like i i Dude, Peter Jackson is a master of He's a genius. Fucking, I love him. Yeah. Oh, man, I wish more people would cast like interesting looking people instead of just like, oh, this guy's handsome. This girl's beautiful. He's going to make like, money. This guy's a known yeah. hit. He's going to fucking draw box office numbers. Well, that's like the same thing with the A. Michael Baldwin recasting in Phantasm 2. He's like yeah. an interesting looking guy. Like He's not ugly. I, he's just like not the i guess you would hollywood. say like hollywood beautiful but he's an inter uh, like an interesting looking guy and that works for that movie it works you know in the I mean? rest of like, the sequels like they, uh, I, I don't so i i don't know i feel like peter jackson doesn't really give a fuck about like that sort of shit right and he, even, he, like, he carries people with him too throughout projects like if he if he likes somebody and he works with them like you're guaranteed to get more work with him even in the future 
even if it's on yeah. like some of his bigger movies. Dude, so many people are involved with Lord of the Rings that were in my this. Mind. Imagine you go from this to Lord of the Rings in like what uh, ten years? Not even eight years or so. Like you're gonna start working on that? Oh one, the oh three, I think they came out. Shh. Like the writers, all the writers that worked with them on this, the two other people, uh, who was it? Steven Sinclair and Fran Walsh. They both were involved with the Lord of the Rings movies. And then even after the fact, I think, uh, Fran Walsh was even involved with like the Hobbit too, doing like screenplays and shit. Yeah. So these people were literally trusted. Walsh. Like I, like she's like his dude, like her, her, I don't know if they're like romantically entangled or I don't know what the deal is there, but like that's like his ride or die. Like they fucking have been doing shit forever. Even like recently, I saw an interview with like uh, that he was doing where he was talking about how he, you know, the rights to these films, Dead Alive and Bad Taste, recently got reverted back to him because after 20 years, they they go back to the artist. That's his partner. Yeah. Just to interject. Partner. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever you think of it. (laughs) <laughs> his business partner i guess we'll call no it no sure. it says like partner like oh. instead of matt instead of like married it just says partner fran cool. walsh 1987 the present awesome and like you know he's basically like she's right there fucking next to him but basically they have the just so everybody knows they do have the rights to these films back now and in true peter jackson form the 4k remaster of these movies is taking fucking forever because he wants to personally do it on his own time. And that's basically what he said in the interview. He's like, Oh, I have them and I'm working on them. But, uh, you know, I'm doing all the work because you know, it's, it's a, it's my, you know, I want to make sure it looks right and all this shit. He's a perfectionist, but I guess that's what makes these movies so fucking awesome is that there's no details overlooked. Everything is so fucking perfect. Grizz, you say that this is your favorite movie of all time, right? Beats everything to fucking death. True. Kills it. The master is this movie. Can you think of movies that were maybe influenced by this that people would now say like, oh, wow, like, you know, I really like that movie. And this was like a main influence. Probably that stupid fucking Mandy movie that everyone loves. Oh, don't. Come on, man. (laughs) Oh, you like it? I'm sorry. I didn't realize. I love it. Oh, really? Okay. Well, I mean, that's fair. I mean, everyone has their own opinion, man. Um, I just, I mean, obviously that. Uh, let me try to think. Um, you know, I feel like without stuff like this, you wouldn't get the gore porn era of horror movies because I think this desensitizes uh, a lot yeah. of fans into understanding that this can be, this can be funny or it can be very real. But either way, it, it's it's lighthearted because it's not real it's 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 make-believe it's in uh it's in a movie so i think without you know i think without dead alive you don't get a lot of the the hardcore stuff that came out later yeah i really think that this probably influenced a lot of shot on video people because you'll see things that look you'll see things in these shot on video movies that look like they tried to get you know they tried to do an effect from dead alive you know what i mean the way that the blood is coming out this and that I feel like this movie is very hard to copy. You know what I mean? Like it is so out there and so crazy that if anybody tried to really like rip it off, people would say like, oh, that's a literal rip off. You know what I mean? Like it's so just the ideas in this movie are nuts. 
where if you try to copy it, people would be like, no, you're plagiarizing. Yeah, I mean, for me, this is like very similar to another one of my my favorite uh, horror movies, which just so happens to, to come from Australia. So there must be something in the water in that part of the hemisphere <laughs> of the world, um, which is Body Melt. And, and both of these films, they're just unique. And like you just said, if anyone were to try to read, you know, to, to take from them, it wouldn't feel right. It, it, it's so unique into itself that like body melt feels like body melt when you watch it. It doesn't feel like any other movie. Dead Alive feels like Dead Alive. I mean, the only other movie that I could say that it feels like is Brain Dead. And that's because in this era, Peter Jackson is just so dialed in to what he's doing and creating creating his uh his signature i guess you would call it like i think that's what he was yeah. going for like he wants you know sam raimi had his signature camera moves and i think that you know he i think he goes above and beyond what sam raimi did i think peter jackson's camera work is a fucking another level i don't i think that maybe peter jackson took um you know sam raimi as influence like we were talking about who was influenced from peter jackson yeah. i think that sam raimi was definitely influenced too peter jackson but peter jackson took that ball and just fucking drove it home dude because his camera work is amazing in this movie it's it's crazy that they made this movie on three million dollars wow the amount of like effects the amount of miniatures the amount of stop motion the amount of just pure places that they are you know what i mean the mom's costume at the end oh man the big fucking naked zombie monster the swinging <laughs> boobies and the giant ass cheeks dude that thing had to cost a good penny to make honestly no it probably didn't because if we've known anything about peter jackson and the way he does things this dude's a prop master he, he probably himself. built that shit with some fucking like some sponges and some duct tape and made it look fucking awesome on camera he's a genius dude. <laughs> what do you think about all the zombie makeup in this movie <laughs> I, I love it because it's all 1950s people so yeah. it, it looks great. I, I, I yeah. it just, it's, it's, it's adorable. All the effects, like when the zombies are getting destroyed by, you know, the lawnmower or the people or whatever, it's so fucking funny to me. Like how sometimes, like the faces, like will get, you know, you get somebody's face cut off or some shit, or the one person gets their face like peeled off. Oh, right I, at oh, one point, at, dude, that's so good. Like a fucking peeled it's like grape. A, it's it looks so good uh all the stuff with like the zombie makeup just adds to the movie like picture almost maybe not quite but almost like day of the dead type zombies yeah like like that you know but in 1992 and like a lot of them yeah yeah and doing stupid shit having sex and so like all sorts of things a hallmark for me it's of a of a, a movie that it that's gonna like rank up there uh is is it has to have a few scenes that literally like almost I can't look at, not because they're gory, but because they make me physically fucking sick. <sighs> like they make me gag. And and coming in with this whole makeup topic, I think this fits really well. Uh the dinner scene when the the mom has you know been bitten recently and she hasn't fully died yet, but she's very fucking sick from this rat bite <laughs> and this president lady's coming for dinner with her husband. This dinner scene is fucking disgusting. Every time I watch it, it makes me sick, dude. What do you think of the makeup of the mom at the table? Who's like falling apart. So first of all, the part that makes me always wince, right? When he t- 
tells her they're here. She goes and sits at like her little table oh, and dude, goes yeah. to put makeup on and peels a piece of her face off. And she's like, so oh, that, uh. yeah, yeah. So that first <laughs> makes me like go like, Ugh. and then he comes with like with glue, glue. Oh, and glues so it on. And that makes me wince too, because that would burn like a motherfucker. And dude, the way like, he puts the glue on feeling. is so realistic. Like the way he's dabbing it and it's like sticking to the fucking cheek. It, yeah. Yeah. Just the detail is great. And then he's like, he's like, wait, don't touch it. I'm going to put it on crooked. Right. Like he says something to that effect. <laughs> so fucking funny but like when she's actually starting to like ooze shit out of her arm and she squirts it into the pudding that's disgusting her dude. ear fucking falls into her own pudding and she like eats custard. her own fucking Ugh. ear oh it's so spits gross. out the earring Ugh. <laughs> and like it only gets worse like throughout like she just melts basically in front of uh you know your eyes over the course of an hour but I think all the zombies, though, like at some point, like the zombies all do disgusting shit. You know what I mean? Like they just it, this movie is just a gross out movie, like more than even street trash. You oh, know 100%. what I mean? This is even beyond that. But it's done in a way where you're going to laugh. It's not going to make you like fucking like, you know, you watch um, what's a, like make them die slowly. Yeah, oh, go watch yeah. that. Like, and it's so fuck. You see somebody getting their brain eaten, but it's like disturbing. You're not this, laughing like at Cannibal you Holocaust, it. you know? It's yeah, not a movie yeah. you laugh and at. This, this, like, certain, like, crazy shit happens, but it's never to the point where you're like, this is too much. Like, I can't. You know what I mean? It's not bad. Yeah. It's just over the top. And that, like, makeup with her putting the goo into his custard, like, ugh. It's just, see, that's what makes me almost think also that this is not a virus but almost like a supernatural thing because why does she squirt she like squirts the stuff in his pudding in the custard yeah it's almost like, like intentional. she willingly does it yeah like she's trying to spread the thing you know what i mean oh, so interesting i like that i don't know that's a little thought i'm not an expert on this movie so if it's if it's explained somewhere in the uh, expanded universe i don't know <laughs> don't come at me <laughs> So we have to, like, if we don't talk about this, people will fucking crucify us because I think this is like probably one of people's favorite aspects of Dead Alive. It's not necessarily my favorite aspect. It's actually something that could be out of the movie and I would still find the movie just the same (laughs) is the baby. Oh, yeah. The baby in the park. It's funny. It's campy. It's got its scenes. I could completely fucking take that out of this movie and I would still... I like the baby in the blender stuff, all the stuff later. Like if there was a baby because these zombies fucked, I like the aspect of it, but man, that baby in the park scene is fucking goofy. It's, it's only because at one point they have like a kid or a little person like running in the, uh, <laughs> in the, the giant like running baby. In the suit. Yeah. Yeah. Like obvious it's like in child's play when you can tell the difference between the animatronic and somebody in a suit, like yeah. it's very obvious, but I actually, mm, I do find parts of it funny. Like when they show like the carriage and he's got the fucking barbed wire in yeah, the carriage, that's tr- that's but cute. you don't like see that. it from the outside, you know, like all that <laughs> shit to me is funny. I don't know. The thing's goofy looking. It looks like a Muppet, like a twi- or like a garbage pail kid almost. Like I do like you the know? initial reveal of the baby where it's in like the fucking, although the baby egg ends up like being like matured and have 
they end up having this baby in a fucking day, which is, you know, crazy yeah. in itself. Yeah. But like the reveal of the initial, the initial reveal of the baby is great where it's like all fucking slimy and gross. It's got the gnarly face. He's <laughs> holding the, it up. It's in the radio. And it pukes <laughs> on him and he like fucking punches it or like throws it or some shit. <laughs> yeah. The whole thing is this baby just being like thrown around, but it's like, it's like a cartoon. It yeah. just bounces off things and then gets up and runs. Like okay, I lied because you know what? If if the fucking scene in the park where he's smashing the baby's head onto the fucking swing set wasn't in the movie, I'd be so sad because I laugh <sighs> so fucking hard at that part every time. That that was only accomplished because they had money left over. Really they filmed under dude. They filmed this movie under budget. That's crazy. So they, so they went that. and filmed that shit in the park. Isn't that crazy? I love that. I wonder if you look at it like now if you really look at Lionel in this he looks like a little bit older maybe (laughs) (laughs) five o'clock shadow (laughs) yeah yeah but I think the baby thing um, you know if they didn't actually have it the movie wouldn't be the the movie wouldn't change for me I like it but yeah I don't think it would suffer if the baby wasn't in it now if the fucking lawnmower scene wasn't in it I think that actually like that's the afterburners hitting the afterburners with the gore yeah you know that that scene, I think, is probably the most famous scene in this movie, right? Well, that's what makes... I think that's what put Dead Alive on the underground horror map to begin with. It, it, over the fuck... It's like this lawnmower scene, it, you, halfway through it, you think it's over, and you've seen the goriest parts of it, and it just fucking revs back up, and it starts even more blood, even more limbs, even more gore. It, it's just like... It's, it's the fucking ultimate. See, to me, I like all the stuff before the lawnmower me too when the build like, up when yeah when like you see like the zombies ripping people's heads off and doing all crazy shit the baby comes out of the person the girl and rips her rips, fucking uh, head open like that's awesome man even the thing we were saying where the their face gets ripped off that was during you know that yeah, was before the lawnmower massacre because the uncle has a huge party and like the all hell breaks loose at the party so you have this whole cast of 1950s partiers that are turning into zombies and you're right it, the build-up to that dude there's a part where uh this like, like this chick zombie gets like pushed into a light socket and her whole fucking head lights up i oh, love yeah. that so fucking much that effect is great it especially so later good. when they pull back when like uncle les gets in there and they pull back and you still see her in the background yeah very very evil dead looking too to me Yes, I agree. Like, cause like how she's dressed and everything, and like it's very, very good. That that whole sequence of them with like Uncle Les and everything, like where it's finally like, I guess the culmination of the party and the zombies attacking, where they're stuck in that laundry. No, it's the kitchen, right? It's like a kitchen, that type thing, something like that. Yeah, I love that scene because it's just like. It's madness at that point. Yes. You know what I mean? Anything like goes. Everything has to die. It, it's it's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's really, really funny. And, you know, they do the thing also where it's like, oh, I just I just harmed you before, but please let me in. And they let him in. They let yeah, Uncle Les in. I had a hard time. I with it. This dude's like, going to rape you. Like, let's be real. Like, he had really bad intentions. And, like, I'd let that motherfucker die. I'm sorry. <laughs> he does come through though when he starts doing the fruit ninja and all the, the zombies and yeah. cuts them all up. He does the fucking know? ninja move. Dude, that scene is ridiculous, dude. He's what a fucking great character he is. I have to also just talk about that uh that that anus monster, dude. What <sighs> the fuck? Like it was it was it came out of basically what had happened was the greaser zombie that we had mentioned earlier was chasing Lionel through the house and, and Lionel like 
stomps him like to pieces through this fucking cut open door and out like falls all of his organs onto the ground <laughs> in this giant pump, his liver, his intestines, and it comes to fucking life. And like his face yeah. of this creature is the fucking asshole of this guy. <laughs> and like it's looking at itself in the fucking mirror and it's like farting and shit, dude. It is the funniest part of this movie. It It's not even funny in a part where it's like, oh, this takes me out of it. It's funny and like, dude, this is over the fucking top. Yeah, and that's like one of the other main antagonists at the end of the movie that's going after Lionel. <laughs> yeah, is this, this like intestinal monster thing. <laughs> Yeah, and like the intestines are crawling down like the wire to like grab them and it's pulling them up into the attic it's again. It's so good. It's it's like you almost aren't like you're, you're supposed to be afraid of this thing, but its personality is so like cutesy that like you're not even. I don't know. It's just so funny, man. I I love well, I love it. It's it's another one of those things where it's just so over the top and cartoonish that it's like holy shit. Like it who works. even thinks of this? Yeah, like this random thing is in this movie now. Why is this here? It would only work <laughs> in this movie, honestly. Yes. Yes. I mean, there's a lot of like crazy shit like that. Like even Uncle Les's demise when uh, Lionel's mom basically like rips his head and spine <sighs> out of his body. That shadow right? is great, dude. Holy fuck. But then he comes back as the, as the zombie though. And, you, and it's like... His body and his spine are kind of disjoined, right? And his head is like wobbling on it. Dude, three million. You know what it looks like? Return of the Living Dead Part Three, which actually came out a year later. Really? Remember the one? Remember the one Cholo guy that gets his head like ripped out by, uh, and like they turn him into the big Robo. Okay, yeah. Fucking zombie I, thing. I vaguely remember. It's been so long since I've seen that. Dude, one, but look that up. Look that up, and you're gonna be like, holy shit, they had to have seen this. Oh, I'm, sh I'm sure of it, dude. For sure. Uh, that that looks so fucking good. Like, it doesn't look like like over-the-top corny computer. I don't know how the fuck they did it, for one. I, I I couldn't tell you if it's computer or if it's fucking some kind of weird practice. I don't know. It looks fucking awesome, though. That, that was definitely practical. practical. Yeah. It looks so fucking good, dude. Like, it, it looks so good that you could have told me that it was like, a little bit of CGI, and I'd be like, "Oh, that it, it, it looks fucking believable, <laughs> man!" Like, they do a lot of that stuff, though. Even like the zombie walking around with the gnome as the head. Yeah, this yes, is there's great a zombie shit, whose dude. head gets taken off, and then there's a garden gnome there, and I then he it. gets killed. Dude, he gets squeezed to death, and you see the gnome pop out, and all the guts come out of the neck hole. So, have you seen the unrated cut of that? Yes. Yeah. Where it's like they actually show like the there's like there's just some like a bunch of different stuff that they show in the unrated, but there's like a sex scene between the fucking uh, the the two zombies and stuff like that. It just gets it gets crazier. The two VHS releases here, there's like an R-rated and an unrated one, but then I think there's the Euro and like all that. The the brain dead releases I think are actually different. Like there's yes. more stuff that's not necessarily gore. It's just like Longer. more, yeah. Uh, a couple minutes extra. I don't think I ever saw the brain dead cut. I think I've just seen the unrated US one. Unless I just didn't realize I was watching that one. My but Japanese release has the is the is the brain dead release and it has it its is? fully uncut. Yeah, it's great. Oh man, I'm gonna have to find that now. I gotta see that. It's nice to see like the uncut uh versions of movies. You know, even though you you may have to dig a little bit. See, that's a thing that a lot of novice VHS collectors don't realize. Uh my 
my children of the plastic tape. Uh, <laughs> these movies were cut to shit most of the time when they were released on tape. Oh, unless you're watching times. a shot on video movie that was released by the people themselves. Most of these movies were cut to shit. Original studios were fucking horrible, dude. Go watch the seven doors to death release of the beyond. That's unwatchable. And, and dude, that shit is there's don't nothing fucking bother left in it. Yep. There's nothing left. And that's why I recently got a, a, a Japanese copy of that. It's because that's uncut. You see everything. And it's really weird too, because I mean, we were going through that whole satanic panic, all that bullshit. Everything's ruining the kids now and all that. And unfortunately for me, around 1985 or so, you got a lot of releases of the Italian movies that were super gory. Those got cut to shit. Horribly. You know what I mean? And then unfortunately, those were also the releases that the budget distributors bought in the early 90s. So you got another you know, version of that cut to shit movie. It's still cut to shit. <laughs> yeah. A lot of people don't realize that, that sometimes, you know, you have to go out of the country to find an unrated version, like a legit unrated version. You and know? Once you start doing it's that, hard. you get out of your comfort zone and you start actually finding some other horror movies from these countries that will fucking blow your mind. Like some, yeah. there's so many great horror movies throughout the eighties and nineties that you know, most your average, you know, person that's, oh, I'm into horror movies that are going to watch, you know, things like Nightmare on Elm Street and shit would never, would never come across. And it's a shame because there is some, some, dude, there's a movie, Psychopathics, that from Italy from 96 that, man, people need to fucking see stuff like that. Yeah. And there's a lot of stuff that even like you may think, like we always talk about it, you know, violent shit one through three, like stuff like that. I mean, we know it, but all the German, maybe the, Awesome shit. <laughs> but maybe the casual horror fan doesn't like if you want to see something really fucking weird like go watch that it may be unwatchable to you but we find that shit really like interesting it's <laughs> it's so weird that it's good you know what i mean it's so and sometimes it's so bad that it's good oh but yeah. <laughs> i agree More with often you than not sometimes but still <laughs> well dude look you know we you see the burning moon and it's like oh well what else oh what else is from there and all of a sudden you're watching yeah, then you're watching Zombie 90. Then you're watching the violent shit movies. Premiere. And all of a sudden. Man, another yeah, great Olaf Eitenbach movie. The Fallen Angel. Dude, so good. <laughs> Black Past, all that shit. Like, all, this, all of a sudden, now you're down this rabbit hole of like influential shot on video, Euro fucking trash. You know what I mean? It's really cool. Drill and if, bit. And right? if you're a Dead Alive fan, then that's the kind of like. It, if, even if like you're like you just kind of get into Dead Alive recently, it's like you're your casual horror fan, and this is something that you haven't seen before, and you see it and you fucking love it, then that's kind of the direction that I recommend you going. Is look at some of these people like Olaf Leitenbach and movies like Burning Moon. Uh, they're yeah. not going to be exactly the same, but they're going to give you some of the same ideas and some of the same uh, some of the same over the top sensibilities that you can really count on from these people that that make for a great movie viewing experience. And I'm going to give everybody a word of advice. It's very hard to find some of these movies and you're going to need, you know, a lot of them weren't even released in America. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay <laughs> to buy a DVD or a Blu-ray. It's okay. I'm not going to hate you. Grizz will not hate you. <laughs> I have, I have a shit ton of Blu-rays. I ain't hating it. Some, sometimes that's the only way you're going to find an, an English dub or an English subtitle. You know what I mean? 100%. Or unless somebody was nice enough to do it on their own time, but 
You want to hear something? A little pro tip for everybody. If you have a way to uh, rip your tapes to, you know, your computer, if you upload it to YouTube and watch it, it has an auto translator that sometimes works pretty well. So it'll give really? you automatic subtitles. Yeah, dude, that's game changer. I gotta try yeah, that. Yeah, there you go, guys. There There's you go. Some movies I need to see. If and like just you make said, sure the, you do it right. And like Mike just said that, like, uh, you know, a lot of the stuff can be hard to find. Um, I'm just gonna throw a, a free free ad out there for a great, great uh, website that I I frequent all the time. It's called effedupmovies.com. You can find things like Burning Moon on there. You could find some things that even I didn't know about and maybe some things that I wish I didn't know about, but it is, I mean, any kind of over the top, sick, twisted, as most people might want to call it movie. So check out effedupmovies.com if you're looking for things that are not what you're going to find on Amazon and, and those kind of places. We, that's not a paid advertisement or anything. He legitimately uses it. If you could pay for the movie, pay for the movie. We're also throwing that out there. Oh, I, yeah, I have a huge movie can. collection, obviously. So, but, but we're gonna also say this with a but: a lot of this shit ain't even fucking out there. Like, it's not even streaming. It's not. It's just lost the time. Most of the time, you ask these directors about these movies, and they won't even respond to you. 100%. They don't even. You know, they want it to be forgotten. Oh like, yeah, like Dance of the Pumpkin King and all that shit. Like, that's not streaming anywhere. No, you know what I mean. Like a, it's so. But it deserves could, to be please. viewed. So if if you know, do what you got to do. Watch watch movies. Yeah. Also go to the Makeflix store and give J.R. Bookwalter your money. Who I just did recently. <laughs> I got that six pack coming. Hell yeah, dude! Has those Blu-rays that he puts out are great. Yeah. Tempe Video forever. I'm probably burying my own collection now, but uh, Tempe Video man, always classic. Like just great releases, great movies. Gerard Bookwalt is a great guy. If you ever meet him, he'll fucking talk to you. 100%. Awesome. Support, support, support these people. These are the people that allow us to keep doing this. Right? I'm going to tell you, I mean, as much as I've, I mean, I've been collecting VHS for a long time. I, I love the format. Um, it's near and dear to my heart. But man, watching like some of these, there's a lot of people putting out great movies, especially a lot of like shot on video stuff is now getting transferred and put on Blu-ray and stuff. Man, like I just watched that fucking like, uh, what was it? Um, uh Halloween night I watched on the Blu-ray that they put out and man watching that movie in such a crisp clean cut where you can start you start seeing things that were you know previously in a dark part of the screen and shit yeah. like that it, it makes it for a whole new viewing experience I, I really Dude, really like it I will tell you a story of when I first realized that Blu-ray was okay so me and mainstream Mike by the uh, Friday the 13th Blu-rays that like came out, right? So it's part three we're watching. And in part three, in the beginning, when Jason is at like the grocery store, the little convenience store, and he's fucking fucking with the two people, he's in the fucking clothes from part two still. He's still in like those, the, the overalls and shit. I never saw that on my tapes yeah. ever. I never gritty, saw that dark. on my DVDs. Dude, I never even saw it on my DVDs. I've seen this movie in theaters and I didn't even notice it until I saw it on the Blu-ray. I was like, holy shit, that <laughs> looks great. Dude, the Book Walter stuff on Blu-ray looks great. Robot Ninja, uh, Skinned Alive, all that shit. I recently just told you that uh, I watched the Dead Next Door Blu-ray 
And it's like I've never fucking seen that movie. It, it's 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 fucking awesome how good they did on those releases. This movie uh, that we watched this week, Dead Alive, aka Brain Dead, in in HD, looks fucking awesome too. Well, I, as in in whatever my TV just showed it. <laughs> yeah, I, I am patiently waiting for them to to do the new 4K scan of this because it is I yeah. I have so much Dead Alive shit, dude. I have like a press book. I got all these different like postcards from like the release and shit like that. I have a huge Dead Alive collection. I do uh-huh. not own the fucking Dead Alive Blu-ray. It's, it's so very expensive, fucking hard rare. to find, and I'm not paying a hundred dollars for a fucking Blu-ray. I have that first DVD release that they put out. Yeah, that's what I had to do. The uh, Lionsgate one. Yeah, that that one I bought. I think uh, probably my first year of college. I think I bought that DVD. But like, I saw this movie in high school. It. Yeah, I saw this movie in high school. And I just remember being like, wow, that was fucking wild. And then when I bought the DVD, I fucking watched it like every single day when I got it in the mail. I remember I fucking, I used that thing to death. Awesome. So sometimes you got to go, you know, to other formats. Actually, wait. The Japanese Laserdisc, I think they said, has like a really good cut of the, like completely full cut of the movie. Like everything. Like there's more. Like there's no even shit. more than the other ones or so IMDB says that there's even more footage I than the it. I think the dead alive brain dead releases. So this was one of the, the first uh, horror tapes that I had in my collection when I was in high school. Uh, I actually like my best friend's mom owned like a, a home like video store in the small town of, of Leroy where I grew up and shit. And I had her, she had got Dead Alive in and we had watched it and I was like, holy fuck, this is like the best movie ever. And I had, but she was going to order more for the rental shop. I had made sure I gave her money that week so that I could get a copy of it. And dude, I cherished that fucking tape. That thing was, oh man, I, that was like the, the, the gold standard of parties when I was in high school <laughs> to put that bitch on. Everybody just like, what the fuck am I looking at I'm right now? <laughs> So, Grizz, why don't you give me your final thoughts on this movie? We've been all over the place. I feel like we've been all across the zip codes this time, but it's okay. It's yeah, a conversational I mean, podcast. Yeah, this this movie, obviously, I mean, this is the best movie that's ever been made in the history of film. Uh, it there you go. Deserves a Criterion release. Uh, I'm <laughs> love that. I don't think anybody should go um, a year without watching this at least once a year. I agree, man. I mean, I don't know about once a year, but uh, a year. I definitely think everybody needs to see this Christmas movie. Night. This Enjoy is, it. This is considered, <laughs> I would say, essential viewing for horror fans. 100%. Right? Just as like Friday the 13th, the final chapter would be like essential viewing. Nightmare on Elm Street Part 3 or 1 to the mainstream yeah. would be essential. I say 2. You say 2. But, you know, whatever. Dawn of the Dead. Essential viewing. This movie is essential viewing. 100%, dude. 100% watch it any way you can. I don't know if it's streaming anywhere. I know it's on YouTube, though. <laughs> oh, I yeah. feel like that's the only place. <laughs> it is. I feel like that's the only place you could see it. I have the DVD and the VHS, but uh, for you guys, you know, we're not going to say watch it on there, but maybe watch it, watch it on, on there. there. Watch it any yeah, way that know. you can. That's all you got to do. Yeah. And Peter Jackson has enough movie. Uh, enough yeah. money. Fuck. Yeah. He's fucking right? banked. Right, let me tell you. <laughs> Let me do that again. Peter Jackson has enough money. Fuck him. Right? Yeah, dude. He's fucking rolling in it. <laughs> All right. So uh, let's head over to the video drop box and we'll see what we're doing next week.
All right, we're back in the video Dropbox in our VHS trash safe place, doing a movie that Grizz has been asking me to do for the last uh, 17 years. Uh, this week, we will be doing the 1991 horror musical, Nudist Colony of the Dead. I'm so excited that you agreed to this finally. Hey, I'm open to all suggestions of things that contain the word nudist. So, yeah, true. Uh, <laughs> that was the this, easy selling point is, for you. <laughs> yeah, this is a legitimate musical, right? So, yeah. I, I Okay, anyone that also knows me knows that I fucking hate musicals. I am not a musical fan. This is the exception. This movie, the the dude, this is like, I would compare it to like uh, Book of Mormon. As far as like the level of comedy that you're going to get in these songs that you're going to hear in this movie, uh, the whole thing is based around a uh, sunny buttocks nudist colony that is closed down by judge order. Uh, and the land is then turned over and turned into a camp. And this Christian group of, you know, campers is going to this, uh, this nudist colony that once was, but the nudist colony people who have died have come back to reclaim their land. It is fucking awesome. Dude, that you're gonna great. you're gonna laugh so hard at this. I'm so excited. I will hit the trailer if there is one. If there isn't, I will put something that is sort of like a trailer in its place. This ain't the end of it. I'm coming back, and when I do, I'm gonna kick some holy ass. Where evil dwells Hope to make it guys and gals And one thing that shouldn't be said All the residents are dead If you visit, you will pay And your butt will rot away You may think that it seems crude But the corpses are all nude Nude is calling What these nudists crave They will kill you with a grin While their knots are dangling They will squeeze the light from you In a pool of massive goo The terror grows These monsters 
Shot on Betacam, printed on Super 8, or, one, or, or shot on Super 8, printed on Betacam. Uh, one of those. Uh, I'm really excited because the one, I've never seen this movie. I've never watched it. I'm letting everybody know. I'm not going to front say that I know this movie, whatever. I know about it. I've never watched it, though, because it was a musical, and I do not enjoy musicals unless it's West Side Story or Turned Grease. me off at first. Or so. Grease 2. Uh I am I am willing to go into it with an open mind. You say it's great. Usually, when you you know you, you you're sitting there with a combat shock poster behind you and a screaming <laughs> for sanity one on the other side. So I trust your judgment. Good deal. Uh, I heard the songs are wonderful. That they're great. They're funny. Right. Over I, the top. I can't wait. I'm excited that you can rent it on Amazon. So if you want to actually rent it on amazon and watch it at the same time as me Please i will do. be doing it you this guys week will, you guys will appreciate it. it's, it's from mark pyro um if you guys have ever seen a polish vampire in burbank classic 80s movie yep. uh he did that death row game show another one of my favorites uh, a good cover curse of the queer wolf i know that's kind of an underground uh thing Is going on radon yeah it's a radon release um yep. he's known for these just kind of like they're goofy but they're fun they they got you know uh, they got macabre aspects to them. It, it, it's a great time. I think everyone who does take Mike up on the offer of watching this on Amazon will be very happy that they did. You do have to pay for it, but stop being a cheap fuck. Just pay for it. It's, it's three bucks. We gave you all, we gave you free advice this whole time. It's free right. links for everything else, but you got to pay for this one. So <laughs> please, uh, I'm very excited. I'm pumped, man. We're we're gonna really, I think, have a good time with this. So Grizz. I think that wraps it up for this week. Where could they find you on the internet? You can find me on Instagram at Kane underscore enabler. And you can find me at Bad Taste Video. And you can find everything we do at www.badtastevideo.com. We also have a Patreon if you want to donate to help us with our hosting. I've been putting up some things on there. Some uh, hard to find movies, some wrestling stuff. They are unlisted where I I put them. So don't worry. Uh, You're not being scammed. Yeah, worth your money for sure. Yeah, yeah. Definitely some cool shit on there. Also, remember to use the auto translate function on there, and you'll actually be able to hear what they're saying when the Crypt Keeper is beating the shit out of somebody. Uh, it's pretty cool. So, we will see you next week with Nudist Colony of the Dead. Hopefully, Anthony will be back with us, and we shall see you then. <laughs> <laughs>